So today is the 31st of March, 2021. We've all come together to train our minds, uh, to improve them, to make them better, to be born anew in the Dhamma. So we see that these minds of ours come into contact with the various moods and sense impressions of the world. And based on this contact with sense impressions, then the mind proliferates uh, in many ways about many things. So whether it's something we like, we proliferate about it. If it's something we dis dislike, we proliferate. If it's something that makes us happy, we proliferate. Something that makes us sad, then we proliferate about it. If we get separate from that which we love, then we proliferate about that as well. So this mental proliferation happens a lot, whether about uh, love and attraction or aversion or worry uh, and so on. And this makes the heart uh, depressed or sad because the mind is not clear, it lacks wisdom. This is the mind that's lost, lost in proliferation. So we see we, that this mind uh, that's lost and that's proliferating, this is the, the old mind, the mind that's been lost in chaos for a long time already. And when we come into contact with things like uh, gain, praise, uh, pleasure and fame, then we proliferate about this as well. And we feel uh, pleasure based on these for positive worldly winds, the four worldly winds of a pleasant uh, nature, things that we like. And having been born into this world, we come into contact with these worldly dhammas all the time of uh, praise and gain, blame, or play, praise and blame, fame and disrepute, pleasure and pain and gain, gain and loss. And so coming into contact with these worldly winds is normal. With no mindfulness and no collectedness of mind, then the mind is constantly being born and dying uh, based on these worldly winds and constantly receiving dukkha and suffering. And the untrained mind uh, being constantly uh, being born and dying in this way is a mind with thick defilements. This is something that's very dangerous. So we can see that this delusion uh, arises a lot in the mind. And this mind that's lost uh, thinks a lot, thinks about various things. And this gives rise to a lot of suffering. So we train to develop our minds because we see that this human birth, it's something that's hard to get it's not easy to be born as a human. And we see that more and more humans are being born into the world, but this is actually just the physical human that's being born into the world. And we can see that with more humans, the world doesn't become more peaceful, but actually becomes more chaotic because the human bodies being born often don't have a human mind because this uh, Pali term for human, manusa, 
It means a mind that is high or lofty. But if the mind is not to the human level, then this gives rise to chaos and troubles where there's more greed and humans are harming each other, hurting each other in various ways or being lost in excessive uh, greed and attachment. So we train to be ones with wisdom that are able to fix the problems in our mind, to fix the kilesas in the heart. So we see that the heart has greed, aversion, and delusion. And we experience negative karma in the heart and act on these negative karmas, whether through body, speech, or mind. And the Buddha taught to have mindfulness to cut off the defilements, the kilesas. As soon as they arise, then practice to cut them off with mindfulness. We see that the self uh, in a state of negative karma has this uh, strong sense of self of me and mine and you and yours. And we see that this is normal. This is something that happens naturally. So practice just to know this in time and to let it go, to know that one is experiencing a sense of self or experiencing an unwholesome state and to know that in time and to let it go. So we see that these feelings are constantly arising in the heart and the mind thinks in good ways or bad ways and we can't control the mind, can't stop it from thinking in a good way or a bad way. So we just practice whatever it is or whatever type of uh, unwholesome thought just to let it go. We see that the mind clings to the sense of self and if there's a negative or unwholesome thought, then we don't want that thought. We don't want that unwholesome thought to arise, but we can't control it. So they arise all the same, even if we don't want them to arise. And when these unwholesome thoughts and mind states arise, the not wanting comes soon after. So both the unwholesome state and the not wanting the unwholesome state are both kilesas. So thinking unwholesomely, this is kilesa, not wanting that to happen, this is kilesa. So we train ourselves in mindfulness to know that this is just normal. Wholesome thoughts arise and pass away. Unwholesome thoughts arise and pass away. Uh, truly, they're not, they don't stay in the heart. They don't belong in the heart or they don't have a, any true lasting essence that stays in the heart. They're not truly what the mind is. They're simply a phenomenon that arises and passes away according to the worldly dhammas and based on the six uh, senses, whether through the eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, or the mind, these various wholesome or unwholesome mind states come and go based on proliferation around the six senses. So we train the mind to be in the middle, to have mindfulness helping keep the mind in the middle, to not get lost in liking or disliking, to see the truth that really 
these uh, phenomena arise and pass away, that in reality it's really just empty. And we see that these are merely the phenomena around the mind. They are not the true mind, because the true mind is uh, peaceful and clear. So we see that all these phenomena, whether wholesome or unwholesome, are simply things arising and passing away around the mind. So this mind is clear already. And whatever these impermanent phenomena are that come and go, they're not the true mind. So we see that really there's no me, there's no you. It's just the mind proliferating. So when the mind is at ease, then thoughts are at ease as well. And with uh, mental proliferation, then uh, these kilesas, these unwholesome mind states arise. And then one thinks in an unwholesome way as well. So practice to have mindfulness with this, to not cling to these phenomena, to see that these are simply dhammas that arise and pass away. There's no me or mine or self or other in them. There's no one who praises, no one who receives the praise, no one who criticizes and no one who receives the criticism. It's just dhamma. So train the mind to see these defilements as they are. And in this way, one can reduce the kilesas in the mind. And one trains oneself to do goodness, to speak in a good way, to think in a good way, to train oneself to be careful and restrained. And whenever unwholesome states arise, then to cut them off. To train oneself to have mindfulness, to do a lot of chanting, to do merit, to do meditation a lot, to give rise to mindfulness as often as we can. You see, it's just like the bones uh, of a fish or a pig or a cow or a chicken. When we eat uh, meat, then we throw away the bones and we just eat the meat. So in the same way, one should know what's good and what's bad and have intelligence with this. And we see that whatever karma, whatever volitional volitional action uh, we engage in, then this gives results. And this karmic cause and effect uh, circle around constantly in this way. So one is constantly making causes and receiving the results, whether of a wholesome or unwholesome nature. And we reflect that the Lord Buddha had such great incomparable uh, and vast compassion the Buddha accepted death, accepted uh, great suffering, uh, torturous suffering through many, many cycles, countless cycles of birth and death in order to realize the Dhamma, to awaken to the Dhamma and to be capable of teaching others that same Dhamma, to realize it for themselves. And the Buddha did all this just for the sake of helping others to not have suffering. So the Lord Buddha, as a bodhisattva, every birth was for the sake of helping all beings. All those countless births of building parami were done for the sake of helping all beings to be free from suffering. And this is something that's really not easy to do. 
we see in our own lives, if we wish to help others, to what level are we able to do this? We see that it's, it's hard to dedicate oneself completely to helping others when we still have a sense of self. And the Lord Buddha we take as the highest. And even when the Buddha, when he was a, still a bodhisattva, had a sense of self, that sense of self was really just for the sake of helping others. And this is a characteristic of all bodhisattvas. All bodhisattvas are like this. They're born and they live uh, for the benefit of all beings, for the sake and the welfare of all beings. And bodhisattvas are incredibly firm in their effort. We can compare it to the, to say the Buddha built an orchard and created an orchard for all of us to benefit from. So for ourselves, we just have to go to the orchard and we can pick and eat the fruits that have grown there. But in order to create that orchard and make it uh, plant all the trees and cultivate all the various trees in order to give fruit, this is something that's incredibly difficult. But for us just to go eat the fruit, it's something that's, that's not difficult. So we train our minds to do goodness, to do giving, dana, regularly, to do merit uh, evenly at all times. And this is uh, building merit, building spiritual virtues, parami, in the mind, to make the mind beautiful, uh, to make the mind a beautiful being on the way to becoming a noble or enlightened being. So we practice giving, practice virtue, uh, cultivate faith, cultivate effort and firm intent uh, and practice meditation. And this practice of all these qualities gives rise to rapture and fullness in our hearts. We practice in an even and balanced way in order to bring uh, freshness and clarity to the mind as often as we can. We try to have mindfulness and wisdom and cultivate these to the best of our ability according to the teachings of the Buddha. And we have this uh, strong desire in the mind and this intention to contemplate with mindfulness and wisdom, to have the mind train in the monastic discipline and the schedule of the monastery to bring the mind to peace and collectedness, to have effort and intent and to do this unceasingly, to not cease or stop in one's efforts. And we do this to the point where we succeed. We keep having effort until we succeed. Just like whatever we build in the, on the outer level, whatever things of the world that we try to achieve and build, we just keep doing them until we succeed. So training the mind is the same way. We don't give up. We keep having effort until we reach success. So we train ourselves. We meditate, cultivate uh, discernment, uh, contentment, contentment with little, uh, humbleness. And we see that these worldly winds, these eight worldly winds are normal and natural. And so we just practice according to the Buddha's teachings. So Lung Pu Cha would teach often that these worldly winds are something very normal and natural. 
just like when the rain comes, um, this is just like when we get, when we receive the, the things of this world. Numpucha would say, why, when the rain comes, why do you let it uh, alter your mind? So we see these worldly conditions come and go, but we train the mind not to change with them, not to alter with them, to have the mind not chase after the various moods and sense impressions. And this is a very important principle. For Dhamma practitioners, uh, all Dhamma practitioners must do this, not to chase after the worldly Dhammas and the sense impressions of the world, to bring the mind to collectedness for the sake of wisdom, to make the mind uh, fresh and clear, to steadfastly seek the truth, to see that in reality, there's no me or mind here. This is, it's all just proliferation of the world that comes and goes. And truly there is no self there. So we cultivate this collectedness and peace to see all the things of the world uh, come and go. They're ever changing and there's no self in them at all. And this is seeing Nibbana. And one who sees Nibbana sees the Buddha. So the Buddha taught us to engage in this practice, to do the practice. And this mental cultivation, this practice is incredibly important. So may you have effort in this, may you be intent, may you see the arising and ceasing of all phenomena. May you do this every day, have even effort in every day, through every day in order to cure the suffering, cure the problems in the mind, to bring the mind to freshness and clarity with mindfulness and wisdom, to have uh, rapture and happiness in the Dhamma. And then one experiences a true happiness. So this is something that we are capable of, that we can do. So may you all be intent in your practice. <laughs>